Welcome to Simple Self-Care by Naturally Randy K, a podcast about creating healing practices that align with the natural rhythms of the season and your own inner wisdom. I created this podcast to show you that self-care is more than just a buzzword and a good intention. It's a way of being that can fit into your everyday life naturally, intentionally, and simply. So the conversation I have for you this week is very special to me for a few reasons. One, well, it's Molly Yeh and everything is special and delightful when she is involved, in my opinion. Two, it's her second time on the podcast and I'm just really glad she agreed to come back and hang out with me. And three, we recorded this shortly after I filmed an episode on her show on the Food Network, Girl Meets Farm. So it's fun to be on each other's things. And FYI, that's airing after the new year sometime. Oh, and four, we got to record it at my house in my living room while eating food from our favorite Fargo restaurant, Burn Bombs. It's amazing. And if you're ever in Fargo, you have to go to it. But the only downside of our living room chat is that there are some living room sounds going on, like my dog's collar jingling. I swear I've never heard her move around that much in my life, but (laughs) she wanted to make herself known. Um, The heating fan comes on at one point. Uh, Dogs are barking outside. So, you know, maybe I could have been more prepared, but I was definitely just distracted Molly and burn bombs. And uh, so we're just chatting. So I apologize in advance for some of the distractions, but you can just pretend that you're sitting in my living room with us. All right. Okay. So Molly was on the podcast back in the day, episode 15, which seems like forever ago, but it was so fun to have her back on and talk with her about how much life has changed since she was on last what it's like being a new mom, what it's like turning your home into a TV set, and her insights on taking care of herself in the midst of all that is just so practical and inspiring. And if you haven't heard of Molly yet, well, it's about time and you're welcome. But a little backstory, Molly is originally from Chicago and then she went to Juilliard in New York, no big deal. And it was there she met her now husband, Nick, who is a beet farmer from the Minnesota-North Dakota border area. And they moved back here to enjoy life on the farm. And Molly decided to combine her Jewish and Chinese heritage with the Midwest, and that comes through in her unique and delicious recipes. And she's gone on to publish cookbooks, and she now has her own show on the Food Network, and her blog is really popular, And we met back in 2013 when she had just arrived and was in need of some Midwestern friends. And it's just been incredible to watch her grow internationally just from her small beet farm. So after you listen, head over to her website, Instagram, all that. Check her out. Get her books. Watch her show. You won't regret it. And for those new to the podcast, 
this show is listener supported, meaning that for as long as I can muster, I'd like to have this show free from ads and sponsorships. So to help me do that, I've set up a Patreon page where you can support the podcast for as little as $2 a month to help me with the costs of production. And then in return, you get special bonuses from the episodes like giveaways, extra episodes, ebooks, access to programs, and more from me and the podcast guests. And for this episode, I'm doing a giveaway of Molly's lovely little book all about yogurt. Yep, yogurt. It's a short stack book with every recipe dedicated to highlighting the versatility of yogurt, and you will be surprised with what you can do with it. And the recipes are yummy. There's one about mac and cheese, which is a favorite. So it's great. And fun fact, we even did an event at my studio revolved around this book that we called Yoga and Yogurt. I know, so clever. It was fun. Anyway, I'll be hosting the giveaway over at Patreon just for supporters. So you'll get to enter that and you'll get instant access to all of the podcast bonuses from the past episodes and for episodes to come. So head over to patreon.com slash simple self care or click the link in the show notes or description of this episode and it'll be fun. It's a great community over there. And now let's get going with the episode. I bring you my laid back chat with Molly Ye and take a listen as we chat about the power of structure and planning when it comes to self-care with a newborn and high professional demands, how to get over mom guilt. This is a huge one. I talked about guilt on last week's episode. So if this is a thing for you, go back to the episode right before this, but then also listen to Molly because she's very wise. Yes. Uh, We also talk about the importance of alone time, embracing the season of things, and using your everyday mundane tasks as your moments of zen. Enjoy. So Molly, we are here in my living room, dining room, with burn bombs and puppies, and we're just hanging. We're going to keep it cool. We're going to keep it casual. We have a burn bombs black and white cookie in the middle of us. I can't believe that we've sat here for this long and haven't eaten it. Do you so want is, to eat it right no, now? No, no, no. This is going to be our treat after we're done filming. Recording. Yeah. See, I can't even talk. <laughs> What's been on your mind? I wonder. We'll get there. Yeah, so Burn Bombs, if you don't know, which you should know, is probably arguably the best restaurant in Fargo, but also the world. Yeah. I just had the most delicious sandwich for the first time because their menu is so big and dreamy. I have my favorite things on the menu, but I also have to try new things every so often. And today was my day for trying a new thing. And it was their BLT, but instead of bacon, there was crispy chicken skin and layers of it. And it was so good, salty, and had all of the great textures of Mm -hmm. chewy and crunchy. Yeah, it's pretty epic. It's a combination of Jewish cuisine Mm -hmm. and Nordic cuisine. It's, I like to think that it is my baby Bernie as a restaurant because she's Jewish and Nordic. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so true. And you were there when Bernie met Burnbounce. I was there. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I was honored to be a part of that. It was our first time at the new Burnbounce. It was Bernie's first time in Fargo. Mm -hmm. And our first time having the delicious black and white cookie. Mm -hmm. Bernie loved it. Good. <laughs> she gives she it didn't a, get to eat any of it, but she got to smell it. She felt its essence and yeah. felt a deep connection. She felt how excited I was. <laughs> yes. And so she was excited. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm excited to get to this black and white cookie eventually. You also might hear my dog Juniper hanging out with us. Being cute and cuddly. Yeah, she's awesome. So I'm really excited that Molly agreed to be back on my podcast because you were on... I don't know, like a year and a half ago or something. It was, it's been a little bit. It was pre-Bernie. Pre-Bernie. my life now. It's either yes. before Bernie or after Bernie. <laughs> was I drunk or was I? <laughs> Just <kidding>. Yes. <laughs> no, you were, I think your cookbook had just come out. Okay. Or was about to. Because that's one of the main things we talked about. Yeah, my cookbook just turned mm -hmm. three. My yeah. a toddler now. Yeah. She has tantrums. Then I think she was out <laughs> by this point. <laughs> and a lot's happened since then. So I wanted to have you back to talk about some of the new adventures you've embarked on, like a child <laughs> and a TV show <laughs> and, also, and the Olympics. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> and share with listeners how you've kind of had to adjust your life and I was listening to our first conversation and you had said you know you moved from New York to here to escape like the fast pace and to slow down and I'm wondering with all of the new hoopla mm -hmm. how you still get to live that slow paced life that you intended on it's been an adjustment and it takes a lot of scheduling. I kind of feel like half of my life these days is spent scheduling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then the other half has been able to be pretty chill. And I've adjusted my expectations. And I've also, this is, this is fairly recent, but I think, you know, with kids, they say you start to figure something out and then it changes. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm in that right now in that moment of, I feel like I figured a lot of stuff out. Like I no longer give Bernie a bath and freak out every single second and think that, that like if, if anything happens, she's going to drown. Now I just enjoy the bath time process. And like when I go outside, I'm, I'm no longer freaking out as much about whether or not her body temperature is, the perfect degree, but I've just, I know how to keep her warm and I know how to just enjoy the moment with her. And I've started working less now, now that Bernie's around, I work part-time when I'm not filming and it's frustrating sometimes when I realize, oh, I just can't get as much done with my work. But then I get to spend all afternoon singing Raffi and Baby Beluga in the mirror with Bernie <laughs> And it's the best thing ever. And I'm so, it's, it's meditative. It's, it, I can be so present with her and see the world through her eyes. And, and so, yeah, there, there have been a lot of new things to learn and it's been a huge adjustment and it's going to continue to be an adjustment probably until she leaves for college. 
<laughs> but there are so many incredible present moments about it that have certainly like kept me sane in the best way possible. Yeah. There's nothing like having some big structure or even obstacle if it's not like a child or something, which is <laughs> own obstacle, but to really get you to prioritize and to get you to slow down. And I feel like mm -hmm. in the best way possible, and it might seem inconvenient or frustrating at times, but it's mm -hmm. like there are such these great gifts from having these big commitments yeah. that really get you to hone in on what really matters to you. Yeah. I don't go on Instagram as much anymore. <laughs> I'm so efficient. Like when I have an hour during her nap time, I do stuff. I don't just sit on the couch and look at Instagram, which gets my mom frustrated because she's like, why hasn't Bernie posted on her Instagram account this week? And I'm like, because I'm actually spending time with her. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it's it, it has taken a lot of prioritizing, reprioritizing and just thinking about what's important. And I used to be, if I had a free day to do anything, I would have baked a cake and decorated a cake. Now I'll sit and look at Bernie playing with plastic eggs <laughs> or like watch her sleeping, which sounds really creepy, but mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> You're the mother. I don't think it's creepy. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So what do you mean by working part-time? So how has this shifted all the things you do? Because I don't think people realize everything that goes into having a successful blog and show and presence. So these days, my life is divided up into two major periods. So there's the period of filming where I'm working 12 hours a day. And then anytime when I'm not filming, I am with Bernie, or I am sleeping, or eating a Jimmy John sandwich. <laughs> and then there is my period in between filming, which is spent developing recipes for the next season, developing recipes for my blog, photographing for my blog, writing blog posts, and just catching up on email and, and thinking about other projects like future cookbooks, just like recipes that, that I've I just, I have this list of recipes on my phone, this running list of things I eventually want to make. So it's just, it's, it's just a lot of creative work and also a lot of housekeeping. And so I decided that when I have the control over it, when I'm not filming, that I wanted to work part-time, less hours, just so that I could spend more time with Bernie mm -hmm. singing Baby Beluga. <laughs> making baby food for her and just taking on the job of mom, which has mm -hmm. been so much fun. And then it becomes way more intense now that Nick is in harvest phase, even though he hasn't been harvesting because this year has just been nuts with the weather. But so it's, it's, it's much more intense during these few months. And so that means that I'm doing fewer blog posts. I'm moving slower with my cookbook proposal, which has been hard. And I've had to delegate a lot of jobs out as well. And it's hard when I, when I want to be, you know, having my hand at every single component of developing a recipe and every single 
recipe for Girl Meets Farm, but realizing that there are only 24 hours in a day, of which Bernie is only awake for, I don't know, 10 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just figuring out the puzzle piece. And then also maintaining sanity as well and just feeling like at the end of the day that I can just sit in front of the TV and have a glass of wine. That took a lot of, you know, every time, every moment that I'm not working, it's hard for me to relax unless I'm with Bernie. It's kind of easy to relax with her, but just, it's just, it's just been this like whole new puzzle that I, that I'm trying to put together. And then I'll think that I have it put together and then Bernie will start teething and then I won't get any sleep at all. (laughs) And then I have to put together a different puzzle for that day. Mm -hmm. What is like your grounding practices within motherhood and how do you kind of course correct with the things that come up yes so from the day that we got home from the hospital I told myself no matter what every morning I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to get ready for my day and that's going to make me feel like a human and I'm going to have my green juice and that's going to make me feel like a human and I have these these little things that I'm going to schedule a massage every two months. I'm going to schedule a facial every two months. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to like get these things in my schedule. And then I'm also going to prioritize working out, not just for like vanity, not just for like fitting into my pre-pregnancy genes, but because they help me feel like a human. And that helps me be the best mom that I can. And there are those moments where I feel guilty for leaving Bernie with her nanny or leaving Bernie with with grandma and then going to the gym but it actually took Nick telling me that like no by going to the gym and and feeling better you're going to be a better mom so accepting that this image of a good mom isn't just constantly engaging with Bernie, constantly singing, whereas Thumpkin and constantly reading her books, but it's also becoming the best person that I can be so that I can be the best mom that I can be. That was something that was a learning curve. But the brushing your teeth thing, I just, like some people wake up with coffee in the morning, I wake up (laughs) by brushing my teeth. It just makes me feel alive. Mm -hmm. And so, and I also told myself I was going to take more than two showers a week, which doesn't always happen. (laughs) Because I feel like these days I have to schedule my showers three days in advance with Mm -hmm. Nick just because his harvest schedule is so crazy. (laughs) Well, I think that's refreshing. Not the showering part, but the... (laughs) That's too. (laughs) But the other part where really being aware of that mom guilt, because with a lot of the clients that I work with, even when I do random surveys, like on Instagram, I'll always like get feedback from people and mom guilt, guilt, guilt. Like it's just such a big thing. And I just love that you and Nick are in partnership about that. This is also a part of motherhood. Like this, what makes, this is what makes our family work in a better environment Mm -hmm. for our child instead Mm of it the other way around. Yeah. And it takes, it's sometimes counterintuitive and it, and it takes like self-control kind of, because if it was up to me, I would just I would be with Bernie all day long. We would nap together. We would just, she would be on me the entire day. But then I kind of have to think that not anybody is meant to be with somebody for 24 hours a day. For example, when Nick and I went on our honeymoon, 
we were with each other for 24 hours a day. And, and about halfway through, we just kind of felt funky and we were like, what's the deal? And it both occurred to us, or it, it occurred to us both that neither one of us had had any sort of alone time. And we are two people who need alone time. I mean, I work by myself. Nick's a farmer. He's by himself in a tractor for 18 hours a day. And so we thought we should just have an afternoon to ourselves. I remember we were in Salzburg and it was a, kind of a difficult thing to, to pinpoint. And I don't think either one of us wanted to be the first to say, I need alone time. <laughs> because it wasn't about not wanting to be with Nick. It was about having our personal needs. And so we picked a time to meet and a place to meet back because our cell phones didn't work there. And we each had a, an afternoon in Salzburg by ourselves. And then when we met back up, we were completely renewed. We were new people. And I think the same is with Bernie too. Sometimes if I'm trying to play with her, she just wants to play by herself. And she, babies need their alone time too. So it's been so interesting to learn how like the the obvious image of of engaging with a baby like yes that's definitely part of being a good parent but you also have to take care of yourself and and have your own identity maintain your own identity too yeah I think coming up with you what works best for you in your relationship yeah everybody's different too yeah so many people like everybody has different levels of how much human interaction they need and want mm -hmm. and it's not even the same within a relationship like it's it's not even the same between me and Nick. Like, I want more human interaction than he does. We work it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I love Nick. I definitely want to get him on the podcast. One of these do you have things. time for a six-hour podcast? <laughs> yes, I do. do kind of ones? <laughs> <laughs> so good. We'll see if we can, if I can sneak him away during one of my Nick chats. That in the I, winter. That I have. Yes, yeah. in the winter. So, speaking of human interaction and self-care time. I had the pleasure of coming on set for your show. You ate hot dogs on the show. <laughs> did you have the veggie dog? I think I did the veggie dog because I felt bad for the veggie dogs. They needed... Oh, that's why you had the veggie dog? I'm not sure. Okay. It's just a decision I made at, um, at the moment. Did I just followed my gut. Do you think anybody's going to notice? No. You, you, don't think, you don't think Sue from Des Moines is going to write into the Food Network? <laughs> Do you get things like that? People are like, actually, that's a veggie dog. Okay. <laughs> we'll move through that. But it was really interesting because I'd been at your house many times before as your house. And now it's a TV set. And there's trailers everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. There's people everywhere. There's high refrigerators Yes, it's, it's an experience. So I'm wondering how during filming you maintain any sort of normalcy or like I'm going to leave work and go home and, you know, how do you deal with that? I do not think about anything else beyond filming and family slash self time. I write my blog posts in advance so that those are ready to be posted while I'm filming. I've banked enough blog posts for after filming so that I can give myself a little breather afterwards. I'm like terrible with email during filming. It's just, I have to 
just focus all my energy into that. And then when I'm not filming, I have to focus all my energy into family time and self time. And it's hard to get away sometimes because there's the cameras in my dining room at all times. But sometimes we go across the street to Nick's parents' house and have staycations. And I don't know. People, people come to you. Yes, and people come to me. My friends get to come over for the meal scenes. My out-of-town friends, my out-of-town family, they fly in. So it's awesome. I mean, I love filming. It kind of feels like summer camp. <laughs> We're all in the house together, just hanging out. Everybody's in their slippers. And it's kind of nice to not be in charge of my schedule, too, to have somebody else that is keeping tabs on the schedule because I, like when I'm not filming, I just, I do feel like half my life is scheduling mm-hmm. and trying to stick to a schedule. But when I don't have that mental labor, it feels way lighter. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is that there are seasons for things. And this is like a literal season of a television show, <laughs> but I think we, we, tend to get expectations that we need to be the same level of something all the time. And we try to do everything, even when it's a season where something else is dominating. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you're really good at honoring what's happening in the present moment, preparing for it properly, recovering from it properly. <laughs> I'm glad it seems that okay. way. <laughs> <laughs> Making an effort. <laughs> well, when we were filming at your house and, Nick and Nate, our husbands, if you get the two of them talking, it's like no one's ever going to go to bed. <laughs> See um, in 2020. So I was putting stuff in the car and I was like, get ready to go. And then like, like lickety split, you're in your bathrobe and bedtime <laughs> mode and you're like, peace out. Thanks for coming. <laughs> you know? so, and I, so I think that's really good. I loved it. But yeah, I think that's just a wonderful illustration of the concept of self-care that I really subscribe to is just really being okay with the season that you're in. If you, it's a season of hustle, you do, you hustle, you do the little things that you can. And then, but that is going to end. It's not going to be that pace forever. Mm-hmm. And that's how you describe motherhood as well. I mean, I talked to a lot of young moms and they beat themselves up that they're not doing all these things they did for self-care before kids. And it's like, <sighs> You can't. They're not going to be handheld <laughs> yeah. for that long. Yeah. 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 And even waking up in the middle of the night, I just, oh, I just sometimes just have to like hold her for another few moments before I put her back down. And because she's not, she's going to hit high school and then she's going to be sleeping straight for 14 <laughs> hours a night. And, and she might not like you during her teens. I mean, you never know. not like me during her teens. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. And I, that is something that I have to remind myself of too. And saying it out loud often helps and just talking it out with Nick or just with Bernie or by myself (laughs) or just writing it down and acknowledging that I am not going to do this as much. I'm not going to spend as much time on this cake because I am spending time with Bernie or I am not going to have as many blog posts now because of these fewer hours and and it's an adjustment and there are challenging difficult moments like if I'm comparing myself to another 
cookbook author to another blogger and, and seeing what they've done in the past year and realizing, oh my gosh, like, look at all the stuff that, that I'm missing out on. But then bringing myself back and being like, I have a new job now. This is what my life is. And it's, and I wouldn't give it up for the world. Like, and, and I'm not going to be able to do everything and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I know you got to get going to your next hoopla, which is making macaroni and cheese professionally. <laughs> <laughs> You've set yourself up for the good She was saying earlier how she how she deals with speaking events is just making something and letting that be the star. <laughs> I hate I hate public speaking. Yes, which is interesting because you're a person in front of millions of people. But one thing I want to end with, I guess, is more and more the podcast talks about seasons and embracing the seasons. And I know that living where you live, that on a farm, seasons of the show, it's like kind of dominates your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you speak to maybe what your self-care is going to be moving into these winter months and how embracing the seasons has influenced you for the better it's I feel like I need no help going into the winter months because I think that that what I need the most help with is going into the warmer months and the fall months where Nick is harvesting and just working many 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 more hours every time at the beginning of harvest we get in a fight over nothing so like the silliest thing and then both of us usually Nick realizes at first he's like it's because harvest is starting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because I'm really tense because because our world is about to shift dramatically. And so that that's always a difficult change. But going into the winter months, it's the best. It's like, it's like our summer. It's when we get to travel. It's when our schedules both relax. My schedule relaxes after the new year. After the new year... Nobody wants cake recipes. <laughs> so January is my slowest month on the block. And then with Nick, his his slow season is December, January, February. And so it's very relaxed. And there are, you know, like when it gets, when the days are really short and the nights are long and there's a lot of darkness, there are moments where I'm like, huh, I'd like a little bit more light, but that's when I start pulling out all my Valentine's Day decorations. I have really become a Valentine's Day enthusiast, not just for the romanticism, but just because I love having holidays to look forward to. So I just throw myself into Valentine's Day. That's the that and and fly to Arizona. Those are the two <laughs> pieces of advice. Really, I all you can do when it's the Arctic yeah. polar vortex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Allegiant flight. Yep, it's uh, 50 bucks or something. I don't know. Well, again, I think it's about really embracing each season and embracing the good things about it instead of focusing on like, oh, man, I'm stuck inside my house in Grand Forks and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is a time where we both can relax and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And so there just seems to be this theme that I really respect about you is continually reminding yourself to stay present to stay grounded and to just savor like what's happening because you know that it's not going to last forever. So 
It's good. It's easier said than done. <laughs> All of this is. That's why we have our cookies. That's right. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> also, eat as many cookies as you want is my motto during this period of life. As long as I balance it out with the green juice, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's one thing on your blog I read recently where you said, things are feeling weird right now. I'm going to eat some greens. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. And, yeah, and, and if I can just point to that very objective way of feeling better and just know that I can just force feed this spinach to myself and know that it's going to make me feel better. That's one thing that's easy for me to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, just finding something that is easy to do where it's almost like muscle memory, mm-hmm. where you could be in a very tense situation and Eating something is just maybe the last thing on your mind, but if you can have a green smoothie pack like waiting for you in the freezer and you can just dump it in the blender and just sip it down, then then that's something. Th- th- those like easy things are things that help me. You got tools in your tool belt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You're such a good self-care model. I, I have to say that I've never, no one's, ever had to force me to get a massage <laughs> so kind of like, they're like self-care is is like becoming more of a focus for a lot of us I'm kind of like I've been chilling since 2007 <laughs> I, know, I was thinking the other day my self-care now is actually like getting up and doing stuff yes. I'm like I'm so good at chilling I can chill for hours I know. like I really gotta get it together yeah <laughs> I know that feeling uh, well thank you let's cheers our black and white cookies I need some of the white need some of the white yeah yeah, yeah I like my, a little bit of each my dog is now all of a sudden wanting to hang yes. out with us I think it's June hi June cheers oh, oh. <laughs> she already put it in her mouth you get oh, another try okay Thank you. Thank you, Molly. Thanks for taking some time. And I'm excited. Mm. Oh, and people, this will be airing around the time our episode airs on the Food Network Sundays. And you'll get to see me awkwardly roll a hot dog. You were amazing. I was so... You were Emmy-worthy. Oh, no. I was like... I actually am decent in front of cameras, Mm. but I was so in awe of what was happening that I just felt like a big dweeb. You were so, but like the best dweeb that I've ever known. <laughs> and Ash is there it's, being like, I can do this in my sleep. I'll say it. I'll do it. Okay. You guys are incredible. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. So yes, like I mentioned before, our episode on Girl Meets Farm won't actually air until January sometime. It got pushed back a bit, but I really wanted to share our chat with you and all of her wisdom ASAP. But you can still enjoy her other episodes now and get hooked in and then stay tuned for hours in January. But about our chat today, I really do love how simple and straightforward she is about self-care and her lifestyle. You have to set strong boundaries when you have a lot going on or else you and the things that matter most to you can get lost in the hustle. And she is one of the most hardworking people that I know, and it's refreshing to hear that she applies that work ethic to her self-care as well and makes it fun and doable. So like always, I love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you thought of 
today's episode. So you can tag Molly and I on social media so we know what you thought of our chat today. You can find me on Instagram at naturally Randy K. That's naturally R-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y and Molly Yay at Molly Yay. And Yay is Y-E-H. And Instagram is where we both hang out the most. So that would be fun to hear from you on there. And be sure to join the community on Patreon to enter the yogurt book giveaway and get access to even more podcast goodies. If you enjoy the podcast and you would like a weekly newsletter delivered to you once a week and you can get all the latest things right to your inbox, you can join my Simple Letters newsletter and... You can find that on my website at naturallyrandyk.com slash newsletter. It's a fun way to interact with me one-on-one because I always respond to your emails you send me. And you can go to the Facebook group, which is where you can be in community with other listeners. And that is on Facebook. Just search Simple Self-Care and ask to join. And if you're feeling extra enthusiastic, leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts is always extremely helpful. And I love to hear how you're enjoying the episodes. All right. That's it for now. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Randy Kay, a holistic wellness practitioner and educator. Through my online resources and one-on-one mentoring programs, I teach women holistic ways to tune into their inner wisdom and establish healing seasonal practices so they can know how to heal their own pain and feel healthy and at home from the inside out. And until we meet again, take good care and enjoy the journey.